welcome to the Scottcast. It's uh, me, Scott, in the spare bedroom studio. I comment because I think it sounds different than you probably noticed, but uh, hey, I'm a trained ear. Thank you for listening. I've sat in this chair in my spare bedroom studio for one of the last half hour uh, reading stories today, trying to figure out what I'm going to say to you on this day after Uvalde, Texas. The 19 students and two teachers lost by yet another gunman, by yet another child, 18-year-old who uh, was killed during his own rampage. Not only not not until after he shot his grandmother and then drove to that elementary school in Uvalde. I don't know why I want to join the chorus of people who are commenting today, and certainly there are a chorus of people. And it began just moments after the news of the incident broke yesterday. Those same voices saying the same things. Some demanding gun control. Some. Uh, Screaming the Second Amendment, which I'll scream, by the way. But we have to ask ourselves, now what? You know, there's the the chorus of folks out there that say, do something. Now what? Now what do we do? What is the root cause of the problem? And that's what I don't hear anybody talking about, and that's what frustrates me considerably, because no one is speaking about the root cause of the problem. It's either a gun, or it's not a gun, or it's politicians who back guns, or politicians who don't back guns, but nobody is asking the why. And I can tell you right now, it has nothing to do with a gun, not a solitary thing. And it has everything to do with the the rot of the soul of this nation. Can you imagine being a kid today, after we've come through this, this COVID nonsense, after we've come through this isolation, in a society where nothing is true. In a society where a Supreme Court justice cannot answer the question, what is a woman? What is the objective truth? Our institutions have crumbled, and our society is in rot. And we act surprised that these kind of things happened. It has nothing to do with guns and everything to do with the fact that our society is rotting. We teach things in school that we never thought we'd teach even in our wildest dreams. And it seems like the only thing that's off limits in school is God. We're a morally bankrupt society. My brother-in-law called me yesterday literally in tears, and I can understand why, because he has uh, grandchildren that are approaching the same age, you know, young grandchildren that are are toddlers and kids that are going into school that are this age, and of course he's concerned. And he says, what can we do? And as his his brother-in-law, me, who is closer to the body politic and closer to policy, I guess I would ask what the collective we is. Who are the collective we? I can tell you right now that I don't think there's any document that a government can sign that will change this. None. Because the problem is so much deeper than guns. Now what? Do we as a nation believe in the sanctity of life? Obviously another topic that has been 
in the news lately is that of abortion. It was brought up at the Board of County Commissioners meeting again this morning by a commissioner saying she wants to introduce a pro-life sanctuary proclamation now before it was a resolution. Now it's a proclamation. It's a piece of paper that she's asking us to put our hands to that would do absolutely nothing. I have pastors and and people of faith who fill uh, the Board of County Commissioners chambers uh, there on O Street, and they ask us to pass Commissioner Sane's proclamation that would do absolutely nothing. It has no legal effect. Do they want me to stand up and say I'm pro-life? Do they want me to proclaim that publicly? Hey, guess what? I'm pro-life. But that's an interesting thing in the fact that why do those of us who are pro-life not do everything within our power to love the woman who might be experiencing an unattended pregnancy, to do everything that we can, including get out our wallets and come alongside her and support her through her pregnancy and show her that there is an alternative? She may decide for the abortion. And I would mourn for that that soul that is, is lost. Do I really think that signing my name to a document would change a solitary thing? Our problem is not one of too little government. Our problem is one of too little God. Our problem was too, one of, of too little mercy. Our problem is one of too little grace. Our problem is so big. I, I started right before I, I, right before I started the Scottcast, I started reading a, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Maybe I can call it up here online and, and we can read it together. But it basically says that the problem of this type of violence, whether it be a violence of, of the gun nature, and again, it's not the gun that creates the violence, it's the individual who is mentally ill and who has a broken heart. Over the next few days, I'd be willing to wager that we'll see the exact same themes emerge. One of a loner, one who has perhaps been bullied, one who has grappled with obvious mental illness and who were the people there to show him mercy and grace. And not that I want to show empathy to a shooter, but it's the same themes that emerge. Yet we as a society, the pro-gun people will point at the people who want gun restrictions And the people who want gun restrictions will point at the pro-gun people and will sling insults at one another. We'll have childish, utter childish outbreaks like Beto O'Rourke in front of the governor, in front of Governor Abbott's press conference today, where he goes in and demands that we do something. Do you really think, Mr. O'Rourke, that that is anything more than a political stunt? We need to stop politically grandstanding. Do you want to do something? May I proffer this? Don't look to government for a solution that is one of morality and deeper yet it is one of the heart. Do you really want government to be the arbiter of morality? No. Emphatically no. These pastors that come to my chambers and ask that I do something, May I offer you, sir, that it is your job. It is all our jobs. Because, again, our problem is not one of too little government. Our problem is one of too little faith. Our problem is one of too little God. Because no stroke of my pen, 
No proclamation, no law will change a heart. The love of people and the love of Jesus Christ will do that. Again, I don't think that in, you know, in abortion or in, in gun control, I don't think the issues are of too little government. The issues are of too little faith, of too little mercy, of too little grace. You want to do something today, you extend that to your neighbor. You do not amp up the rhetoric on social media. Why, Commissioner James hasn't commented. Yeah, I grieve. I grieve for the people of Uvalde. And, and, and larger still, I grieve for this nation that has a rotting soul. The, fa- the, the founding fathers came here to seek religious freedom. I mean, it was one of the primary reasons they made a trip across the pond was to seek to worship as they chose, not as the state. And so it was important to them when they founded this new nation that they put in the freedom of religion. But I don't believe that they ever imagined a nation that would have a freedom from it. They didn't want to mandate a national religion, but they didn't. I don't think they ever would have proffered, they ever would have understood that there would be those who would choose to completely reject it. When you read the founding fathers, when you read Washington and Franklin and Jefferson and Adams, when you read them all, faith was at their very center. That, that was their moral grounding. And as we have exercised, we can teach everything in school now but faith. As we have exercised that from our public square, and then we sit around and we wonder why there's a rot, and then we expect the very government who exercised that to do something? Friends, that's not, that's not the solution. I cannot affix my hand to any resolution, to any proclamation that condemns, that... that that, that further divides. I cannot and will not do that. The answer is to love one another. Maybe I'm sounding like a 60s hippie. I guess that's, that's fine. Maybe they had it dialed in and figured out back then. Where has a nation come? I'm going to start sounding like the aging boomer that I am. We would drive to school with shotguns in the back racks. I mean, we would display them on racks that were in the back of our pickups. And they would hang there at school, and the principal would do nothing more than ask where I was going hunting after school. We didn't shoot each other up. What has changed in those 40 years? Social media, extremism, anger, the exercising of the very centers of our culture. And I believe, quite frankly, it could even intentionally be by design. We have exercised the cornerstones of our culture, faith and family. Does that make me sound like the aging boomer? Because if we don't get back to those cornerstones, we as a nation shall shatter. We are at one another's throats. We fail to see the humanity in one another. We sit behind our keyboards and we we pound away and we try to convict and hold accountable the other side. 
hold accountable yourself. And I will hold accountable myself. This comes from the father of a son who has challenges, who has been bullied. I love him so much, but I can see glimpses of that in his path of, of an anger. We need to love him. We need to pull him close. When was the last time that you asked somebody that you vehemently disagree with, hey, are you okay? Because I don't know whether any of us are okay. Where does the answer lie? What next? And what I believe is truly the answer is one that the people who want to score political points will never offer because there's no political points to be scored. Our problem is not of too little government. Our problem is of too little God. And for the fact that I say that offends you, then I would ask, from what do you derive a moral center? Because, look, if it's not God of Abraham and Isaac, if it's not Jesus Christ in whom you believe, then I would suggest that you believe in something. Because sooner or later, this nation needs to recognize that it has more to do with than just us. There is something of a higher calling. Because if we continue to make it solely about us, we will continue to do what we're doing. There's no law that will fix this. Here I go sounding like a boomer again, but would you just for a minute maybe consider that I'm right? Would you listen to the music that is played in the ears of these teenagers? Would you watch the video games that they watch? Would you look at the way that they stay connected? They are never disconnected. They are always plugged in, and there is always judgment and anger that lurks. I realize that at Jack no longer has Twitter. It might be Elon Musk. If uh, Zuckerberg truly wanted to do a society a favor, they'd unplug the goddamn servers. Unplug them. And allow us to truly enter the public square again. And look one another in the eye. And don't cowardly hide behind the safety of a keyboard where everybody's opinions are suddenly fully on display. My grandfather. Opinions are like assholes, Scott. Everyone has one and they all smell just as bad. The world cares far less about your opinions and far more about your actions. Let your actions be love. It's a huge problem that no one wants to truly address. There are no political points to be scored, Beto O'Rourke, or anyone else who wants to proffer at the hands of government if we only pass this proclamation why abortion would stop. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. If we only authored this law, then the killing would stop. 
No, it wouldn't. The only thing that will stop it is the change of a heart. And the only thing that can change a heart is love from a community and a loving God. Can you legislate that? Today I had to join the chorus of those who are offering opinions on what is next, but I don't believe I've heard mine offered. So there, it's thrown out into the arena of ideas that the answer doesn't lie in the hands of government. The answer lies in a people again humbling themselves and seeking God. I'll leave it there. If you need to talk to someone, ever, my email is me at scottkjames.com and my phone number, my personal phone number, is 970-227-8386. And while I may sound startled and trying to figure out who you are, just say, Scott, I need to talk to somebody and I will show you love. even if we vehemently disagree. Friends, it's more than politics. It's more than the next election. We are battling right now for a nation's soul. Let the words of your mouth and the works of your hand go to be redeeming of that national soul and not condemning. And that redemption does not come in the act of a government. That redemption redemption comes in the act of the, the governed. I love you. I do. Thanks for listening to the Scott Cast. Here's a couple of quick reminders about the Scottcast. If you could subscribe or follow, like, share, and comment, it helps my labor of love get the word out. Sharing it with your friends is the ultimate compliment you can give. I love hearing from you. My personal email is me at scottkjames.com. My personal website is scottkjames.com. Find me at facebook.com slash scottkjames and at scottkjames on Twitter. Of course, you can give me a call or shoot me a text even at 970-227-8386. Remember, the opinions and content are completely my own and don't reflect the opinions of anyone else. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.